Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today, our guest is Samuli, the CEO and co-founder at TalentB. Hello. Hi, thank you for the invite. Thank you for joining. Please tell us what your company does. Uh, so at TalentB, we do talent acquisition for fast-growing SaaS companies. So basically, the problem we are solving for those companies is to make sure that finding right talent and having those talents stay within your company won't become a growth bottleneck. So it's a combination of recruitment, employer branding, and building talent pipelines for SaaS companies. What are the services that uh, you offer? Uh, most of our customers are ongoing customers, so we kind of believe in them doing recruitment, employer branding, and talent pipelines. That it should be an ongoing process rather than a kind of project base, but we also do some headhunting projects on the side every now and then. How do companies usually run their talent acquisition processes? I think kind of typical challenge if we if we look at kind of typical SaaS company, I think most companies do it in a quite ad hoc way. And what I mean by that is like they realize that oh no, now we need a developer, or oh no, now we need an other salesperson or marketing person, and then they start to look for that person. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of weird for me because I have background from sales and marketing. And if I look at like how SaaS companies are running their sales and marketing, there's typically a sales strategy, marketing strategy. They are doing it all the time, you know, building those sales pipelines, <laughs> making sure that they are nurturing potential customers. They're kind of doing it all the time. But then when we look at recruitment in a lot of companies, it's very project-based. And how should they do it instead? What's the, what's the better solution? I think the better solution is try to approach it in a similar way that you are approaching your sales, your marketing, your product. So I think every SaaS company out there, they do have a product roadmap or <coughs> they have a sales strategy or something like that. And they are doing it all the time. And uh, if we look at like the traditional, let's say, sales strategy, where that typically starts from is the business goals. So when you are thinking about your recruitment, who you should be hiring, like first you should be thinking your business goals, what is happening in your product, when you are getting next funding rounds and so forth. So you should kind of consider the big picture. And after you know the big picture, then you should be considering, okay, uh, who or what are the team members that we need to kind of achieve those business goals? And when do we need those people? Like what kind of people we need right now? What kind of people we need in six months? What kind of people we need in 12 months? what kind of people we need in, let's say, 24 months when we are raising A round or B round of funding. So kind of having that long uh, long mindset over there. And then I think lastly, what like a lot of companies are still lacking is the fact that companies are thinking like, <coughs> what kind of talent we need? And that is, of course, kind of important questions to ask. Like, hey, what kind of salesperson I need? What kind of marketing person I need? But the thing that most companies forget is like, what kind of person I really can get? like for who this is the next possible career step. Because I feel like a lot of time, let's say, uh, a SaaS company is looking for head of sales. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, we want someone who has done the same exact thing in the past. Like why would that person join your company? Exactly. Uh, and you really need to kind of understand that one. Of course, for someone, it might be salary. For someone, it might be the culture. For someone, it might be that they want to really do the trip again. But most of the people who are working for companies, kinda, they always want to get that next career step. Like do something that they haven't done before. And there is kind of misalignment over there on like what companies want and then what the talent wants. So kind of really finding the balance over there is super, 
super super important so you can forecast that in the future and uh, be honest with yourself to see what you really want and what you really uh, can offer <laughs> and yeah. see what you can get yeah exactly. but what do, you, what, what do you think is the cost of a wrong hire the it true cost it is a lot <laughs> and if, if we really think whatever the role is it is super super expensive to hire the wrong person <laughs> let's take an example for example let's say someone let's say head of product or your SaaS company yeah. Uh, what happens if you fail to hire the wrong person? Uh, basically, well, first of all, you use a lot of time for hiring that person. Let's say two, three, four months of your time. You might be using some agency there. You might be doing it yourself. But it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Then you get someone on board, and they <laughs> work for your company, let's say, five, six months, and then they are not a fit. You'll be paying their salary for five, six months. Then your product is not going where it should be going you might lose some customers you are unable to close new customers because your product isn't compatible anymore so eventually i think there's a lot of a lot of data on that one but roughly estimated like one wrong hire is easily like 100k uh, for the company so it's kind of huge money money to miss be missed over there when should a company choose an agency and when should they uh, build an internal HR team? Uh, I think that e- even though I'm, <laughs> I'm from recruitment agency, I think every, every SaaS company should own their own talent acquisition function. And uh, the main reason why I believe that one is that kind of the people and talent acquisition function is one of the most important functions of your business. If you don't have the people, you don't have the business. And uh, if we look at basically any SaaS company or any SaaS founder that I've been talking to and <laughs> ask like, hey, why they've been successful. You know, everyone mm-hmm. is mentioning, hey, our team, our team is so good. And uh, <laughs> the key over there is really to build build that team. And I believe that companies really should be owning that, that function by themselves. But how I see that one <laughs> going is like w- when you are starting out your own SaaS company, of course, in the beginning, <laughs> you are... As a founder, you are basically doing the recruitments. It's through your networks, and you are really trying to find people out there who should be joining your company. <laughs> you might be doing some outreach on LinkedIn for potential employees, maybe do some job ads and so forth. And then at some point comes the moment when you should have a full-time talent acquisition person in your team. Of course, the earlier the better, but I think a good kind of rule of thumb there is that when you are recruiting plus 10 people a year, <clears throat> then there's kind of enough en- enough work for a talent acquisition professional in your team because it really, really takes time to find those people. And then when it goes to kind of utilizing agencies, I think there are kind of mul- multiple reasons for that one. Uh, for sure, like one, when you are opening up new markets and you want to have, let's say, market experience from that particular market, uh, typically, in between, when you are still kind of doing the hiring as a founder, but before kind of going to having an in-house person, there's typically a lot of things to be done. And on those cases, like agency with, let's say, 50% uh, uh, working hours would would make sense for, for me, at least. And then I think one place, especially, is like when you are raising funding. Because typically, of course, there are exceptions, but typically when you are raising funding, it means that you are growing your headcount rapidly 
over the next 12 months <laughs> and then you, you just kind of do it yourself so th then you really <laughs> really need to be fast and that's for for example for us the best best spots work with with customers who have just raised their seed or a round of funding and then there's like a lot of lot of hiring happening so then there's kind of too much work for the for the current team Mm, makes makes a lot of sense. Thank you for uh, sharing these insights. And how can you find that uh, right person, that that right uh, first talent? Yeah, person. That's good. That's a good question. I I think, and we come back to the fact we talked earlier. So I think there are kind of few things you should be first asking yourself before <coughs> kind of trying to find that talent. And I think the three most important questions is like first, <coughs> what kind of skill set we need from the person who's joining our team. And these are to be like kind of hard skills. Uh, then there is kind of what kind of person fits our culture, fits our team. And then the third one, the one that most companies forget is like what we can really get. Like who would be super excited about this, <coughs> this opportunity. So kind of once you figure out those three questions and you really kind of nail down the profile you are looking for, uh, then you can kind of start a search. And I, I think the profile definition is something that most companies miss and it's super, super interesting. For example, I'm currently working with one, one SaaS company on uh, head of sales recruitment. Mm -hmm. And what's super interesting is like their management team, when I kind of have discussions with them, ask questions, like all of them want different things. And for example, when I shoot them like, hey, here's three candidates, like w which one is your favorite? Like everyone answers the different one. And so it's, it's super important first that everyone at the company agrees what kind of person we are, are looking for. And then like how to find that person. I think there are typically like few different kind of strategies and it really depends a lot on what you are looking for. And uh, so typically SaaS companies, they do have kind of these easy to fill roles. For example, in this current market situation, I feel like it's quite easy to find recruiters, it's quite easy to find uh, marketing people, it's quite easy to find customer success people. And for example, for us and our customers, like just opening up a job ad, doing that one properly, uh, you will get high quality applications. But then on the other hand, when you are looking, let's say, a more senior technical person or someone to your C-level or account executive, then suddenly like opening up a job ad doesn't work that that well so you really need to be finding those potential candidates uh doing outreach them uh, multi-channel and uh, really trying to get them kind of interested in the in the opportunity and of course kind of in the long run you should be building those talent pipelines so just to give an example like if we look at SaaS company that is like growing and they will need like a lot of account executives in there upcoming years they should be talking with account executives all the time even though they wouldn't be hiring right now mm. like building yeah. those relationships nurturing them and yeah. then when they are in a situation let's say that hey okay now we raised a round of funding then there are already those people we have a relationship with and we can kind of continue the discussion with rather than starting from zero from scratch that's super smart so that that's what it means to to build a pipeline right to to have exactly. the relations yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what is employer branding? I think you mentioned it uh, once. Yeah, yeah. I think employer branding is super important. And I, I think we can look this from, you know, sales and marketing perspective first. Like, if we look at what's been happening in a lot of SaaS companies in the past five or 10 years, I, I feel like 
10 years ago, there were a lot of companies where just doing sales. Like there wasn't anyone on marketing, mostly sales. And then at some point it went that hey, a lot of SaaS companies started to invest more in marketing, maybe some lead generation, getting those inbound leads in. And then eventually brand marketing. So SaaS companies realized actually we cannot compete on features. We need to compete on brand. <laughs> like if, if we look at, let's say, CRM tools, there are, you know, so many there is HubSpot, Salesforce, uh, small players, big players. And the brand is actually one of the biggest <laughs> reasons why companies might, might choose a kind of product. And then when we look at what is going on in recruitment, I, I feel like in recruitment and employer branding, the situation is similar, but it's the same that was in sales and marketing like 10 years ago. So most companies are only doing recruitment, kind of outbound sales in a way, like contacting those potential candidates. <coughs> but if we look at like how people are currently changing their jobs, like people want to work for cool brands. Kind of, if you ask any of your friends, like, hey, is there a company that you would like to work someday? Like everyone knows a company. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's basically the employer brand. And companies should be building that one <laughs> all the time. And it's kind of quite similar to building your brand towards your customers, but now kind of target audience is yeah. your potential <laughs> employees. And it's just really figuring out like, what are your unique selling points as a company? How do you position against your competitors who you are competing against the same talent? And that then just kind of making sure that you are talking about those topics, those stories on different channels, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, paid advertising, events, communities, and everything like that. So that's that's basically how, how I see employee branding. <laughs> that's amazing. You explained it great. And you shared a lot of value. <laughs> I'm grateful. I, I was curious to know what is the pricing for uh, Talent B? Our pricing? Uh, yeah. We have actually two, two pricing models. So basically we have an ongoing talent acquisition as a service where our customers basically they get a recruiter an employer branding person <laughs> handling everything regarding on their talent acquisition there's the customers typically start from like roughly 3k a month upwards to you know 15 20k a month depending on like how much they are are recruiting per year and then for you know headhunting projects of course depending on the role as we shared earlier, like finding a customer success manager is way easier than finding a VP of sales for your company. But uh, I would say there typically projects go anything from 8,000 euros to 20,000 euros, just like roughly. And uh, do, you, do you do it uh, recurrently? Is it recruitment as a service, right? I think you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. for the on ongoing ones, it's, it's kind of recurring and we basically handle your talent acquisition every, <laughs> every month. And then there are, you know, those some projects every now and then when company is like just looking help with one one role please tell us one use case that uh, that you liked one case study yeah yeah i think maybe maybe it's something maybe. that's that's different or, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think one of my my personal favorites from our customers it's a company called foodello uh, they are actually building this kind of e-commerce platform for food waste and basically how their, <coughs> their platform is working. So there are, you know, stores, let's say big kind of food chains, and mm -hmm. then they have, you know, let's say a lot of candies or energy drink or uh, ready-made foods that is kind of close uh, to the kind of end date. So they cannot soon 
sell those in the stores. Mm -hmm. And there's like a lot of, lot of that. And they need to kind of get rid of that one. So they have built an e-commerce platform where uh, B2C customers can kind of buy those products. And uh, they are big in the Finnish market already. And now they are expanding the new markets. They uh, just opened up, for example, Belgium and Netherlands markets. Mm -hmm. And that's actually interesting because kind of when they open up that market or those markets, uh, what happens with your employer brand <laughs> is that in Finland they are very well-known brand, and it means that it's kind of <coughs> easier to get people joining your company. But when you are opening up a new market, it means that no one knows you. And over there, the employer branding becomes actually super, super important. So it's easier to find find people. And they were actually one of one of our first first customers, and still still a happy customer. And in their case, the use case really was like opening up new markets, hard to get people in, and they really want to get the best best possible people. And that's kind of why they have decided to invest in employer branding. Thank you for sharing. Um, I love to to know how competitive is uh, the space that you're operating in. Uh, it is, it is. Uh, what I noticed when when we launched Talent was that there are you know, ton of ton of recruitment agencies out there, and ton of ton of employer branding agencies out there. <coughs> and what we noticed is that there was kind of two kind of agencies. So first, there was a lot of agencies that are doing everything for everyone. So <laughs> whether you are a SaaS company or consultancy or some traditional business, you know, cleaning business or <laughs> drug, uh, truck driving business or anything like that. a lot of agencies that were doing everything for everyone. And the second thing we noticed that there was that there was kind of agencies that were specified on certain roles. So, uh, you know, recruitment agencies that were doing only sales recruitments or yep. only technical recruitments. Mm -hmm. But what we noticed and <coughs> actually one one of my co-founders used to work as a talent acquisition lead in a SaaS company. And she noticed that there wasn't that many agencies that were focusing only on SaaS. So kind of recruitment agency, talent acquisition agency that could like, first of all, understand the SaaS business. Like, hey, when I'm talking about MRR or ARR or, you know, customer <laughs> lifetime value or be around the funding, like what, what that means. <laughs> and yeah. then any kind of agencies that could help both with, you know, go to market roles and technical roles. And then thirdly, an agency that could support both in recruitment and employer branding while a SaaS company is growing to international markets. And uh, over there, there wasn't that much competition, and that's kind of why why we chose that that focus. So, all in all, recruitment market super crowded, but you really need to find focus over there. And I think it goes same for you know every SaaS company out there. Like, yeah. there really isn't that much space on you know bringing something super new like a <laughs> marketing automation tool. No way. Yeah. But a marketing automation tool focusing only on something. Exactly. I I think that's that's a key here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when did you start the company? Uh, we started the company in August last year, so it's been eight months now, so still still quite early. How big is your team right now? Uh, we are now five people, so growing. Uh, soon we can hire hire more more people, and so far it seems that customers customers are happy and buying more, so kind of going, going towards the right, right direction. <laughs> are you bootstrapped? Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you planning to planning to stay that way, or are you planning to raise any fund? 
most likely that way. It seems that we are, you know, already cash flow positive and <coughs> kind of making making good money that we can kind of easily invest on on growing the company. So at at least for now, now kind of continuing that way. But we'll see. It might change at some some point, but for now it seems to be the kind of good good way to go in a profitable way. I feel like in the current situation in the <coughs> you know finance market, it's I think it's better better to be profitable and maybe grow a little bit slower than you know grow super super fast but kind of burn a lot of cash while doing it. Yeah. Did you find product market fit? Yeah, I I would say so. It's it's interesting because I I, I think like I have multiple discussions with people like what does product market fit even means and for, <laughs> for different people it, it means different things. But kind of for me and kind of where I look at that one is like. First of all, like all, almost all of our customers are kind of coming through inbound. We are getting kind of a lot of referrals from our customers and current customers are buying more. So kind of those three things kind of tells me that kind of we, we are there or very close to there. Which strategy was the best one for getting new people, new customers? Uh, for us, we've been kind of investing heavily on brand. So <coughs> we decided actually on the on the beginning that like we don't want to be doing cold calls but rather really build brand produce a lot of valuable content and for us there's been kind of three major things that we've been we've been investing so first of all linkedin uh, kind of organic reach so everyone who's working working at talent are doing like a lot of content on linkedin on different forms text based video based all that uh, second one being our podcast I'm hosting is called uh, Hashtag Talent Bus. And that is where I interview you know, SaaS founders or SaaS head of people around their talent acquisition. And mm-hmm. it's good for <coughs> kind of two reasons. So first, kind of building a brand, but all the, at the same time, like, you know, inviting people to that show them might actually become a customer someday as well. So that's, that's been working extremely well. And then the third one is like events and kind of communities around that one. We are actually last autumn we we organized one and now actually next week we are having one big event as as well and i feel like that is super super great way to grow as well and especially if we look at what's going on on the content side you know chat gpt a lot of folks pushing a ton of content on social media i i do believe on that one but i actually believe that kind of insight events will be Super crucial in the future as well. By side events, do you mean webinars? Sorry, say again. Uh, by side events, do you mean webinars? Oh, oh sorry, uh, on the site. So kind of really live, uh, live events where people yeah, kind of meet. S- something like webinars, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you're referring to physical ones or online ones. Yeah, yeah I think I think both both are are interesting, and we've been testing out both. I I think for online ones, actually, you know, webinars are good. But what we've been testing lately is, for example, having a kind of community where we go together, you know, once a month. We do kind of kind of webinar kind of start where we uh, <coughs> give an intro to the topic, but then we actually discuss topic together uh, with the participants. So I, I feel like that is working better than kind of traditional webinars where people just mm. come to listen for that one. So you invite your uh, audience to talk with you and ask yeah, questions yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as you said, social media and the content market is being flooded with AI, and <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the live uh, the live video cannot be replaced by AI yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what do you think was your biggest challenge since yeah. starting the company? I think for us, there's been kind of two two big challenges. Like first of all, everything that's going on in the in the market. So kind of our ideal customer profile, they are SaaS companies who have raised funding, and because of that, and they are typically you know hiring hiring a lot of people. And now when we are seeing what's going on in the financial market, is kind of way way harder to raise capital at this stage. A lot of companies are not hiring people, and the main reason for that one is that they want to go from growing to being a profitable business. So that has created some some challenges, but still there are you know a lot of a lot of companies who are are hiring. We are able to grow grow our our team. I have a new new colleague starting next next week in my my team because we are are kind of full full of business. So it's it's going good, but we are not able to grow maybe as fast as we could be growing in a kind of normal market situation, if you could say say it that way. That's that's been one, and then I think a second one is that we are also I think struggling with the same that our our customers are struggling. So you know, when to hire a person, and I, I think it's always you know finding the balance between growing your revenue and growing your headcount in a kind of good manner, and that that has been been a challenge for sure. We are kind of trying to eat our own own medicine over there, and you know build those talent pipelines that we we, we do have. A lot of <laughs> recruiters and employer branding people that we've been talking lately, you know, nurturing, having those discussions. And for example, right now, when when we needed a person person to join our team, we were able to do it super super quickly because of the fact that we had had those talent pipelines. But I still think that it has been my kind of biggest biggest challenge: like revenue, resourcing, new people, and <laughs> how to find the balance over there. I understand. And what is your future vision? Uh, well, we have this goal of five years, 50 people, 5 million in revenue. And that's basically kind of where, where we are going, going towards to. And uh, we have two, two kind of main goals as a business. Like first one is to be the best possible workplace for talent acquisition professionals. And that one is, uh, I would say, going, going quite, quite good for him moving to four day work week and stuff like that. And and the second one being the best possi possible partner for fast-growing SaaS companies in talent acquisition. So keeping those two in mind, going towards that five, five million, trying to do things in a scalable, scalable way from the beginning and go from there. <laughs> That's a great vision. <laughs> I love it. And I love to hear a backstory. So how you started your career? Yeah, so actually before moving to you know commercial side, I, I actually used to be a chef. That, that was my <laughs> my dream job as a as a kid, and I, I worked in a lot of different restaurants when, when I was younger. And then at some point I, I noticed that I was always fascinated by the business side of the restaurants. Like, hey, now when we are selling this steak for 25 euros, like <laughs> how much margin we do have there and, and so <laughs> forth. So I, I, I ended up studying, studying business, uh, working in real estate and banking, banking industry for, for a while. And from there, sales, sales coaching, sales leadership, and now the CEO and founder of Talent Viva, it was su super interesting. And it's been a super interesting journey because like, I don't have background from recruitment uh, industry at all. Of course, I've, I've recruited uh, people to my sales team before and so, so forth. But luckily, my two, two founders are experts in you know, talent acquisition, recruitment, employer branding. And then I try to be the expert in our sales, marketing, uh, financials, making sure that we are able to grow in a profitable way. 
What's your best piece of advice for a starting founder? That's a good question. I, I think two things like first topic that we'll be discussing today, like find the right people, like your co-founders, your first employees, they have a kind of huge, huge importance on, on where things are going. And then I would say the second one is regarding your customers. So don't fall in love with your own idea or your product, but rather your kind of customers' problems, like interview them like crazy to understand like what they are struggling with and then kind of build your product or your service around that one. What's one negative thing that you see such companies do when hiring and what's one positive thing that you see? I think maybe the negative thing is that I feel like a lot of SaaS companies are <coughs> trying to hire someone who has done it before. And I, I kind of get it, but then at the same time, like what, what I see every time over there that those people are lacking the motivation for the role. Mm. And typically, I think SaaS companies should be, of course, you know, you, you should be hiring for the skills, <laughs> but I think the motivation, the opportunities grow. Like if you can find someone like that, it's, it's way, way better. Kind of under, underestimating that one. I, I think that's kind of one bad thing. And what I think is, is kind of good and what I feel like a lot of companies are starting to realize and what's, what I'm super happy about is like a lot of recruitment processes in the past, they were only about validation of a candidate and their skills. But now I feel like a lot of companies have realized that it shouldn't be only about validation, but it should be a lot about selling your company to the candidate, like why they should be joining your company. And I feel like more and more companies are starting to realize that one. And I'm, <laughs> I'm super happy about that one happening in the market. Thanks for sharing. And when a SaaS company is looking to build a new department, uh, should, they, sh should their uh, first hire be uh, an expert or uh, an experienced person and build them up? What's your yeah. take on, on that? That's, that's a great, great question. I, I think, of course, depends a lot on the, <coughs> on the situation, but... What I believe in is that it depends on like how fast you are going to grow. But let's use a head of sales as an example. Yeah. Like you are kind of quite beginning SaaS company and kind of you are starting to build your go-to-market strategy and you are starting to build your sales team. If you have raised a lot of capital and your plan is to scale the sales team, let's say to 10, 10 people within a year, then for sure I would hire an experienced head of sales who comes there and builds up the team. But if you're kind of hiring a head of sales, but in reality the role is sales and you're planning to, okay, hey, let's test for six and 12 months and maybe after that one, start to gather up the sales team, then you are really not looking for a head of sales. You are looking for a salesperson. And on that case, I, I would really, really go with a kind of salesperson or account executive who has already experience from selling, but wants to move towards leading a sales team. Because still, like, you know, during the first first year, it will be most <laughs> most of the time for, for selling. So I think that yeah. comes down to the profile definition. What do you really need? One thing I learned from you today is that clarity is the most important, because if you do not know what you want, <laughs> you cannot get it. So yeah, exactly. yeah I, th I think that that's super important. And uh, I really appreciate the examples. They, they help a lot. I have uh, a few questions left. What are the hiring trends that uh, that you see in the future? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I actually just interviewed 
with with my colleagues roughly 50 SaaS companies around 50? like what's 50 yeah around what's going on in talent acquisition in <coughs> in this market and i i think maybe some kind of interesting learnings from from there uh first of all uh basically everyone was reporting that like sales people and <laughs> senior technical person are are super hard to find and that's that's for sure there is something that's going on then maybe second one that came down maybe more in a way that like how maybe the job market is is about to change those two things over there are clearly happening <coughs> first of all like revenue operations that seems to be super hot right now and still there are a lot of SaaS companies who don't kind of have that segment in their business as at all so mm -hmm. i expect actually kind of revenue operations kind of roles will will be the next next big thing most likely uh, then the second learning was i feel like more and more companies were trying to find people for you know some particular roles but kind of understanding of business and understanding of customers is super important for example right now we are looking for integrations engineer for one of our customers but they are actually not looking for that technical person anymore but someone who can also kind of have the customer facing uh, facing role over there <coughs> so i feel like understanding of business understanding of customers is is coming a lot and then maybe lastly like what's going on in the remote work and uh, what, what i mean by that is like companies are no longer trying to hire people who can be in the office so for example a Finnish-based company, the employees don't need to be in Finland, or US-based company, the people don't need to be in the office in, in San Francisco or New York or everything like that. And that is changing the market a lot. Wh when you can hire people, let's say, from lower-paying countries, uh, that is also bringing some challenges for people yeah. and companies. Because, you know, what I like to believe is that, you know, you should be paying your employees based on the value that they are bringing for the business. Correct? Absolutely. But then at the same time, you know, living expenses, let's say Romania against New York, you know, completely different level. So should Absolutely. you actually be paying more for the developer who is sitting in New York than in Romania, for example? And that will be, it will be an opportunity for companies, but it will be also a challenge from, you know, multiple perspectives, from salaries and for running remote teams you know, different cultures, different time zones and all, all that. So I am super excited to see what's, what's going to happen over there. <laughs> you, you made me excited. So <laughs> 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 that's great. That's great. I have one last question. What's your favorite software that you use daily? Uh, sorry, can I say again? Uh, what's your favorite software, your favorite SaaS product? Hmm, I think there are or top two, ones. top three, you know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple ones, multiple ones. You know, I'm, I, I'm still. Even though the title is a CEO, I'm, I'm, I'm the sales guy of the company. So HubSpot is is something we use a lot. And then maybe another one worth mentioning is Jasper.ai for you know content production. Mm -hmm. And it's it's super interesting both for you know our own marketing, what's going on there, as well as recruitment, employer branding, like how to create better job ads or how to send no thank you messages or how to produce employer branding content using utilizing that one. So I, I think those two are are the main <laughs> main ones. Of course, like I, I think we have. I just went through our softwares 
this week, and I think there was like 17 or 18 different SaaS tools that we were using, so <laughs> a lot of others <laughs> as well. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you want to tell us today on the podcast? Good question. I think we are done. If you have any questions regarding talent acquisition, feel free to reach out to me at LinkedIn or Samuli Salon, and happy to happy to chat more. But I think great, great episode, great questions, and thanks for the chat. I'm super grateful. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it.